Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Social Contract, a Commander podcast. I'm Mike Almond, and joining me is my co-host, Alex Lapp. Alex, what's up, man? Not too much, Mike. We got another set review we're going to do, and this is Time Spiral Remastered. It was so good that they came back. We're, we're here again, yeah. I guess. I don't—so this is where I point out my ignorance a little bit here, Alex. Um, yeah. So I understand a couple of things about this set. So it is a complete reprint set. It is. It's a master set. Okay. Was the first Time Spiral a reprint set as well, or...? It was not, actually. Okay. It did have reprints, but uh, let's let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, So, the Time Spiral set was within the Time Spiral block, and this was uh, starting in 2006. It ran until 2007. Um, and we had the Time Spiral set, we had the Planar Chaos set, and then we had the Future Side set. Now, these are all very memorable sets, but especially Time Spiral, because... We got the time-shifted frames, time-shifted rarity. Okay. So let's talk about what, what does that mean. That means that in, in every pack, like, you know how in, in some other master sets, every pack has a foil? Sure. Well, in Time Spiral set and in this new master set, Time Spiral Remastered, um, every set has a time-shifted card, which is a special card rarity that has – it's pulling from a list of cards that are not in the normal list, and they're all in the old border frame. Okay. And what's interesting about this time around is – they have decided to print modern cards that have never been in the old border. And when I say old border, I'm meaning prior to 2008, 8th um, edition, Okay. excuse me. Prior to 8th edition, uh, there was an older border. You've probably seen it. It's much blockier, much more uh, flavorful style, a little harder to read. But these cards are printed in that style. That's Time Shift Rarity with the purple hourglass. And those sets were selected from throughout Magic's history. And it's the same thing here. And then we have the other two sets. We have Planar Chaos, which had color shifting. Basically, we would see a an effect like Damnation. Mm-hmm. It's a real big one, right? Yeah. Damnation is a color shifted Wrath of God. That was for Spring to player ca- Planar Chaos. Um, printed from white to black. And then in Future Sight, everyone remembers that one. We got the weird future frame with like the bubbles. <laughs> that one always looked really weird. But uh, that had... That was the very experimental set where they would come up with a ton of new mechanics that had never been done before, like poisonous and uh, and things that had to do with time. And we'll get into some of those this time around. For sure. Um, but yeah, so this set is Time Spiral Remastered. Now, it's a selection of many different cards that were printed in Time Spiral Block. It's not all of them. It's some of them. And in addition to that, it has its own time-shifted cards. And these are, as I explained, cards from throughout Magic's history that are now in the old border, which some people vastly prefer. Some people don't, but some people like how it looks. And uh, and those are the time-shifted cards. And you get one in each pack. So, And you mentioned it yourself. I mean, like, you referred to one of the cards that's actually coming into the set. Like, Damnation. Hey, Damnation. Real important yeah. card uh, for for black. And These are some of the big cards got printed yeah, in this block. The the packs yeah. are coming back. Uh, the yes. the for anybody that's a horrible human being, the slivers are back. Um, mm, slivers. But we're not going to talk about those. We're going to talk about some of the cards that are leaning more into 
our actual realm here for the Social Contract Podcast, um, but we're going to do that a little bit later. What we're going to do now is examine some of the mechanics that are coming back. So it looks like we're seeing a lot of suspend, and on my list, there's a lot of split second. Now, these are cards that I don't see a whole lot of instances of, but do have a pretty awesome mechanic. So, uh, Judge Alex, we're going to go to your corner a little bit early uh, this uh, episode. Dust it off here. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's uh, clean off the desk. And why don't you tell me about Suspend and Split Second here? All right. Well, welcome to the Judge's Corner. And uh, for all of you who already know about Suspend and Split Second, you can just kick back and relax. We're going to get to our uh, set <laughs> review soon. But for maybe newer players or if you need a refresher, these mechanics are not quite as simple as uh, as they may seem, right? So let's start with Suspend. Suspend is... Actually, one keyword that represents three different effects. Just crazy. Mm -hmm. So the first one is, if a card has suspend, then whenever you have priority and you're able to cast that spell, you may, as a special action, uh, put it into exile with time counters on it equal to the number indicated. So it'll say suspend three, suspend four. That's how many time counters you'll put onto the card when you put it into exile. This is not casting the spell. This is a special action. It doesn't use the stack, and it can't be countered. Mm -hmm. Okay? It'll sit in exile, and then, at the beginning of your uh, upkeep, if the card is suspended and it has time counters on it, you'll remove one time counter. That's the second ability. Hmm. The third ability is, at the beginning of your upkeep, if it's suspended and it has no time counters on it, as in, you remove the final time counter on it, uh, then you'll have the option to cast a spell without paying its mana cost at that time on your upkeep. And if you choose not to, for whatever reason, then it will stay in exile forever. If you do choose to, and that spell is a creature spell, then that creature gains haste. Right? Yep. So that's how Suspend works. There are some cards that interact with Suspend while a card is in exile. Yep. Uh, but for the most part, they pretty much just sit there and uh, and have their time counter slowly removed. You can think of uh, the time number of time counters to spend three. That's three turns until you can cast it. Right. And then you have the opportunity. Well, right. Or at the very least, three three of your own upkeeps, unless you've got some yes, weird three of your own upkeeps, et cetera, yeah. something yeah. to interact with it. But yeah, yeah. I, I recently made a, a, a Joyra deck that I said, ah, yeah, I'm going to try and talk make, about Joyra. I was going to say, I tr I'm trying to make the, uh, the not mean version of Joyra. This will be powerful nothing. Right. And then I did it, and it was powerful, not nothing. And I felt right. I felt kind of bad. So that that one is uh, that's the thing. You probably crammed it full of high CMC spells so you can suspend them. Well, that I did, but like I didn't right. do like I didn't do the the crazy like oh lots of extra turns and stuff like that. I, sure, I put omniscience in there as like a I'm not going to play this unless the game needs to end kind of thing. Right, and then literally got to a point where I accidentally like legitimately accidentally drew. 40 cards and just went well hmm. here we are <laughs> the drawer is rough to build because it's very difficult to interact with her once she suspends a card or allows you to suspend a card mm -hmm. um the only option is having a counter spell ready the turn that you're going to cast it right it, but like there's no remove it from exile yeah. or anything yeah it's it's suspend is a weird mechanic that's one commander that really you know it literally revolves around that mechanic 
Um, right. But it's coming back kind of in full swing here, which is cool. It's like it's suspended in time, like frozen in time. Yeah. That's what it's, the flavor is. It's time spiraled, remastered. Yeah. Wah. Um, speaking of uh, time, mm. lean me into split second here. Like, so this is one of those right things on. that there's so few instances of split second that I know of, but they're all one of those, oh my gosh, I can't do anything about this. I, oh, it's so powerful effects. Am I wrong? Right. Yeah, um, there are quite a few just really famous split-second cards Mm -hmm. that are great and people love them, but there's no more than, what, about 20 of them that that are in total, and most of them do not see play. But split-second is a static ability that you'll see on the spell, and it only is functioning while that spell is on the stack. And that ability says that as long as the spell is on the stack, Mm -hmm. players can't cast other spells or activate abilities except for mana abilities, which don't use the stack. So it's effectively uncounterable. Okay. But even stronger than uncounterable, um, exiling it off the stack isn't really an option either. Like some effects can end the turn and exile it off the stack. Sure. You wouldn't even have the option to end the turn. Now there is, uh, there's one or two exceptions with morphs because morphing, special turning action. a face down, morph face up is a special action, which doesn't use the stack. Okay. But uh, that's there's only two of them. They're barely worth mentioning. Uh, for the most part, Split Second says, Whoa, doggy, this spell is is definitely going to resolve. So help me out then. Does, does Split yeah. Second, and, and we'll get into the actual terminology on it, but does Split mm-hmm. Second basically say there is no in response? No, that's not necessarily true. Okay. So what's happening is when a spell with Split Seconds on the stack, players still have priority, right? Uh-huh. You'll... You'll retain priority after you cast a spell with split second. And you can do things that do not uh, use the stack. You can't activate abilities that are mana abilities. You can't cast spells. But you could do other things like float mana. Okay. Or shoot. <sighs> There's not too many things you can do. Any special action you can do, right? Okay. Um, except for playing a land you can't really do that because the stack's not empty right but players do receive priority huh like there's a round of priority it's just that that priority that they have the number of actions they can take is severely restricted (laughs) yeah Yeah, there's almost nothing they can do okay but they do still get priority you know just in case um and triggered abilities notably those do use the stack but those are not activated and not cast so if you have say an effect you control an effect that says whatever another player casts a spell. Even if that spell has split second, the casting of that spell will still cause that triggered ability sure. to trigger and it will go on the stack. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Split second's weird. Yeah, split second is weird. It's it's really interesting and cool. Um, I think the one that people know most well in our format is Cross and Grip. Yeah, that was the big one right? that came to mind. It's, it's two and a green for an instant. Um, and it has split second and it says... Uh, what is it? Destroy target non-land permanent. Uh, I thought it was or artifact, artifact or enchantment. Or enchantment. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the be- it's the good disenchant. Yeah, it's it's three mana, but it's super ultra uncounterable. Yeah, which is great. It can interrupt a combo, which is huge. <laughs> yeah, in, in some circumstances. That's that's the annoying thing, right? Is that is that I've been in that situation where priority on split second was relevant mm-hmm. before because there are situations like that. For example. Ashnod's Altar, right? If a player is performing a combo, an infinite combo, 
with Ashnod's Altar. Ashnod's Altar only has one ability, but it's a mana ability. Mm-hmm. So even if I destroy Ashnod's Altar with Crossing Grip on the stack, split second, no abilities that can be activated except mana abilities, well, Ashnod's Altar is a mana ability. So he was able to sack his entire board in response. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I was going to say the, the other one was the, uh, is it Word of Seizing, the, the red one? Yeah, you gain control of a uh, of a creature. I've I've I so I I ran that you know just kind of as a funny haha. This is another uh, steal a creature threat well, effect can, in my. They uh, can sack it for a mana ability. Right. Well, I, I did it for my yeah. uh, my Brian Stoutarm uh, deck. I was yeah. I just I, so you can fling it. it was, yeah, so I could fling it. Yeah. And then I realized like oh wait you this is any it? permanent like when somebody activates their Aether Flux Reservoir to try and kill me, mm. and I went no, <laughs> please don't. And I took it well, and then went oh wait. This is a good when card. When you activate the Earth Reflux Reservoir, uh, it says target any target, right? Or target opponent target or target opponent. player. Well, uh, the Aether Flux Reservoir, the, it, it, that was a different thing. Um, because this was also a player that was a doing the Bant Kamas, uh, Commander, Chulane. Um, Chulane. So he, he was yeah. doing the Chulane, like, in res- he, getting ready to cast uh, Aloran. Aluren, yeah. Yeah, Aluren. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I do that every single time with that one. We, we talked about that in our in our reserve list episode. That's a great card. That's a, what, two green green for, uh, or two and a green for an enchantment that says uh, creature cards, creature spells mm-hmm. that are CMC three or less, uh, maybe cast without paying their mana cost and as though they had flash. Yeah, so that guy. is a real legacy staple. It's a real legacy staple, and it's a real, real good combo piece. And just seeing that on the battlefield and going, oh, well, I was going to try and do this other thing, but I guess I need to take that away before you literally combo into infinity here. Sure, sure. And it felt cool. And like, oh, so split second, real powerful. And uh, it is definitely something that needs to be taken advantage of. Well, if of you gain possible. control of Aluren, yeah. like, they were still able to, oh, I to use Aluren. I didn't take Aluren. That... I took, I took okay. Aether Flux Reservoir. Oh, right, right, right. Because they were, they were doing now, the I want to I want to make sure I don't yeah. sound stupid. Aether Flux Reservoir, does it say target opponent or target player? Uh, I believe it says target player, but I took it because they were going to gain life every time a creature entered the battlefield at that time. Okay. Because so just... I was going to say, if they if they activated the, the big laser on the stack, mm. right... It doesn't matter you stole it, as long as you're still a legal target. Right. Zap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 We're good. We're good. I'd, All right. We did it mostly right. Just like this right. podcast. Mostly right. We did it mostly right. <laughs> um, so those are the two mechanics we wanted to talk about. Yeah, and they are they are pretty cool, and there's a lot of stuff coming back. But um, in our... Ooh, can I see that? This week, we're going to actually talk about some of the cards from the previous Time Spiral that didn't come back. Um, so we're going to talk about some cards that are really underplayed. Um, we each think that we're bringing some interesting cards, even in a more limited sense than we normally do, uh, to the table. If you want to grab them, you can actually help us out in the process. So we've partnered with mm-hmm. TCGplayer.com. If you're looking for any singles, sealed product, deck boxes, sleeves, playmats, really anything to spice up your game experience, you can go to bit.ly slash EDH underscore social or click the link in our show notes. You don't have to pay anything extra, and you'll really be helping us out by buying all the things you were going to anyway. So, Alex, why don't you start us off with a card for our listeners they may be interested in picking up that's from a previous set that didn't make it to this one. Right. So, as Mike said, we picked cards from the Time Spiral block. Mm-hmm. That's Time Spiral, Planar Chaos, and Future Sight that 
were in those blocks but didn't make it to Time Spiral Remastered but are still underplayed. And this is a little bit of a silly pick, right? Yeah. I don't know if I'd recommend that you play this in your deck, but, you know, I'm a great fan of nice gift effects, political effects, and, and this is certainly one of them. Shah of Nar Isle. Yeah. Right? For three and a red, it's from Future Sight. It's a creature if freets. And it has Trample. It's a 6-6 six, six with Trample and Echo 0. Let's go over Echo. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of your upkeep, if this came under your control since the beginning of your last upkeep, sacrifice it unless you pay its Echo cost. Okay. All right, we'll slow that roll, right? Uh, sacrifice it unless you pay its Echo cost. Its Echo cost is 0. Oh. How do you pay a cost of 0? Right. So you announce what you're going to do with the trigger. When the echo trigger goes on the stack, you say, okay, my intention when this resolves is I'm going to either pay the zero, which is just you saying you're doing it and then activate nothing. Or you choose to sacrifice it. So I know it's a little bit weird, but you do have to make that call. And if you skip it, it's a skip trigger. right? Mm-hmm. And then it has a triggered ability below that. When Shah of Nar Isle's echo cost is paid, each opponent may draw up to three cards. Hmm. Sweet. So you get a big beefy boy. This is kind of like the hunted cycle, super cycle, mm-hmm. where uh, you put a big creature into play and everyone else gets something. Uh, this is the same. It, if you want to be able to attack with it, right, because it doesn't have haste. Yeah, if you want to keep it. It's a 6-6 six, six with trample. If you want to keep it, and if you want your friends to draw some cards, or your opponents, then you got to pay the zero. Are you going to pay the zero, Mike? I mean, as long as everybody gives me a reason to. <laughs> so it's 31 cents. It's an 89 dex out of 220,000 at 0% inclusion. And I can see why. Because big beaters, especially if they're only 6-6 six, six with trample for 4 mana, not that great in commander. People don't like having to give their opponents extra cards. But this is just a real nice zany card. I thought it was really cool. I've seen it before. And uh, if you're just looking for a real janky uh, inclusion in your next group hug deck try this one i'm always looking for janky stuff in all of my decks hell yeah mike let's hear about yours uh so mine is kind of weird this is definitely not uh, on the same level of things like glacial chasm and maze of it <laughs> but it's interesting uh, i want to talk about safe haven now this is a land that just has the ability for two generic mana and tap it you can remove target creature you control from the game then at the beginning of your upkeep, you may sacrifice Safe Haven. If you do, return each card exiled with Safe Haven to the battlefield under its owner's control. So, this is a really strange ability to blink a bunch of creatures back if it sticks mm-hmm. around. It is a good protection piece uh, if somebody is trying to board wipe something uh, before you get to untap and come back to your turn. I like these little kind of effects that are... Yes, it's easy to destroy because it is one card that is kind of keeping all of this ready to go. You're putting all your of, eggs in the basket. Yeah, there, it's it's yeah. it's keeping it all in reserve, and it's one piece that if you push it out of the Jenga tower, it's going to fall apart. But mm-hmm. I also think that the hardest things to destroy in Magic are typically lands because the amount yeah. of things that actually target them, especially in, if you're in a in a group that is really playing with the social contract intact, that's not going to have nearly as much land destruction. There's not a ton of destroy target permanent versus destroy target creature artifact enchantment. We see some pretty high-powered decks at my local game store, and 
there is land destruction, but there's nowhere near as much as you would think. No. And I have gotten my guy's cradle blown up. I'm going to tell you right now, Mike, they probably wouldn't bother blowing this one up. No. It, it, yeah. Because the reason that you keep those targeted land destruction cards... It's for someone who's going to win. You're you're keeping those yeah. for Gaia's Cradle. Glacial Chasm. You're keeping them for... <laughs> yeah, you're not keeping yeah, them for safety. I got my Glacial Chasm blown up last game, Yes, you I? did. You did. Yeah. And you know why? Because it's a real good card. Because it's a really good card, You know what yeah. would have happened if I had a safe haven? Probably would have kept it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but... It's like a spicier target. Exactly. It, so this yeah. isn't like a huge card by any means. It doesn't draw hate. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's also only in 400 of... 401, sorry, of more than 464,000 decks on EDH Rec. If you're playing yeah, a like Blink deck... Most Blink decks, yeah. Cow, I don't know how this isn't... It, like, I didn't look up the specifics. How this isn't in a lot more decks just because Rune is a commander... I don't understand. This is cool. I, I like this well, I'll idea. Tell you, like, people are just so averse to running these spell lands. And when we say spell lands, let's clarify. Those are lands, utility lands, that don't tap for mana. Right? So they're not spells. They are lands. But when you're in your count for your deck, it's not in your land count. This isn't land number 36. It's spell number 62. Right. 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 And so, yeah. so people don't really like running those because it's... Uh, it, it, it's a spell. It feels like it's taking away from the thing that your deck wants to do more times than not because it's a land. It oh man, it's if blinking. I, if I play this land on my turn for my land drop, it means that this land is yeah. not doing the land stuff. That's the spell that I played for the turn, not the land that I played for the right. turn. <laughs> and I yeah. get that, and that's also why. Hey, maybe don't run forty of them. But you can't get mad at running. Yeah, you a can couple, run a couple. You know. Yeah. So yeah. safe haven. I'm always running my glacial chasm. The, always. Yeah. Safe Haven, good card. Shah of Narile, yeah. good card. Good pick. So those are some cool cards from the Time Spiral, Time Shifted uh, set, the the previous block, everything along those lines that aren't making it into this one. We're going to go take a quick break, and we're going to come back here, and we're going to get into the real meat of the episode. We're going to talk about all the cards that are coming in this set that we're excited about here at the Social Contract Podcast. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. And we are here to get into, holy cow, there's some cards, Alex. <laughs> there's... Yeah, Mike, we got a list here of, of some cards from Time Spiral Remastered. And again, these are all reprints. Yep. But we're going to go through some of them that tickle our fancy. Yeah. We're not doing a full set review. Absolutely not. Right. Can't do that. We're doing, we're doing cards that are group hug, cards that mm-hmm. are political, stacks, symmetric, things that can influence the game around them in the way that we like personally. If you want a full set review, we have some good friends over at CMDR Central. Mm-hmm. They're going to do one. Idiotrek Podcast, they're doing one. Command Zone, they're doing one. We're going to do one a little bit different. Yep. We are talking about cards that appeal to us. And you know what? I kind of want to go ahead and start because we talked about this a little bit off air. Yeah. Um, we did a Rattlesnake episode not too long ago. Boy, we sure did. And you know who we didn't talk about at, like, literally any point? Yeah. Mangara of Karandor. Like, this is the rattlesnakiest of rattlesnakes. That just, you know, something slipped through the cracks. But that's okay, because now we get to talk about it now. So this is a one generic, two white, legendary creature, human wizard. It's a 1-1 that has the ability tap, exile, Mangara, and target permanent. Um, Yep. That is a real good don't do it on a stick. Holy cow. Yeah, that's uh 
what is that? Uh, Chiaotzu from Dragon Ball? Yeah. Just uh, attaches himself to you and then you're gone. <laughs> yeah. Peace. Except this guy comes back. Yeah. Yeah. If this is your commander, yeah. you just, yeah, it, yeah. it gets more expensive. You, but... Once it goes into exile, mm-hmm. um, then as a state-based action, you will have the decision, if you like, which you do like, please do, to move it from exile to the command zone, and then it will cost two extra generic mana. It's just, I, A... There are a lot of rattlesnakes, so of course we were going to miss some. I'm really happy that they reprinted it so we could talk about it now, because yeah. this is, if it, it's it's a really good card. It, it goes in a lot well, of Well, here's decks. something interesting about it. It's its cost is only tap. Yeah. So while you do have to wait a turn unless you give it haste, if you have a way to double up the ability, Rings of Bright Hearth, mm-hmm. right? Um it does double up because you don't have to exile it as part of the cost of the activation. Right. So if you double the ability up, you'll actually get two exile effects. I j- Man, it's a really good card. What do you, what do you got, yeah. Alex? Give me something here. Absolutely. So here's one that I'm sure I've brought up before. This is one of my absolute chef's kiss favorite group of creatures. Let's give it up for Heartwood Storyteller. Yep, yep. Hardwood Storyteller, one green green for a tree folk, two three. Whenever a player casts a non-creature spell, each of that player's opponents may draw a card. Holy moly, Mike. <laughs> when this card is on the battlefield, I don't think there's been a single time I've played this card where the table collectively has not drawn at least ten cards. Right. And usually more. Yeah. This card, so many decks run non-creature spells, most of them. And people like drawing cards. And it doesn't force them to draw cards. So they don't they're not worried that they're going to be decked out by it. So this tends to sit and sit and sit and accumulate a ton of value. And Mike, I have this in my Vanifar deck, which as you know, is all creatures. So I am always guaranteed to draw the most cards off of this card since I never cast a non-creature spell. Right. And you're still assisting. You're still building and making yes. things happen. Like, yes. It's, People love this card. It's not a mean card. Like, a, a lot of the symmetrical... It's like ordering a bottomless pitcher yeah, for the table, right? Absolutely. <laughs> the, the symmetric yeah. effects that can be mean, this doesn't even approach it. Because it's right. literally a, you don't have to if you don't want to. And that's yeah. always good. Um, I believe it's that like, you. Hey, I'm a card. I believe that you brought this up in one of our "Ooh, can I see you?" That's uh, in an, in a previous episode, and another what? one that we used in the "Ooh, can I see that?" And with Dana Roach uh, was actually Hypergenesis. Yes, which I'm super excited about because absolutely, I'm really glad that I was ahead of the curve. Haha, they reprinted it. Haha, <laughs> but yeah, uh, suspend three, one generic, two green. Starting with you, each player may put an artifact, creature, enchantment, or land card from their hand onto the battlefield. Repeat this process until no one puts a card onto the battlefield. So, mm-hmm. uh, you want to talk about something like going crazy with Heartwood Storyteller. Let's oh, let's yeah. just fill everybody's hands and then see exactly what we've all got. And you know what? If that doesn't work for you, and again, you're a terrible human being, then you could just put a ton of lands on the field and then sweep everything away. Um, but but don't do that. Be be a friend. Right. Be a friend. Um, but yeah. So let's talk about this one, Mike, because this is the first suspend card we have. Uh-huh. And we did mention this on our episode with Dana. If you know Dana Roach from the CMDR Central podcast and from uh, from the EDH Recast, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely 
do yourself a favor, go subscribe to both of those, and then go listen to our episode with him because he's great. But we talked about this card, and Mike, this card has no mana cost, and I don't mean that the card has a mana cost of zero. Nope. I mean, if you look at this card, the name has no number next to it, <laughs> and that is because uh, it cannot be cast by normal mage. Sure. Right? You can cascade into it because its CMC is zero, and it is a spell, but... You can't cast this out of your hand right. and choose to ignore the suspend part. You can only suspend it for three, uh, for one green green. And because of that, because of that, it's not a green card, except that it has a, little. a color indicator yeah. on its type line. You can see if you're looking at the card, there's a little green dot on the left side. That tells you that despite the fact that there's no mana cost, which would determine the color of the spell, it is still green, Mike. And there's a, and there's a couple of cards like that for the other colors. What do you want to? Yeah, do you want to talk about? about Ooh, one of my favorites. I love this one. Another one in the same cycle, Living End. Living End is a black sorcery with no mana cost. Suspend three for two double black. Each player exiles all creature cards from their graveyard, then sacrifices all creatures they control, then puts all cards they exile this way onto the battlefield. So that's a lot. It's real simple. All the creature cards in your graveyard are going to come out of the battlefield. Then everything that was on your battlefield before is sacrificed. So you do the switcheroo. Battlefield to graveyard, graveyard to battlefield. Um, This is great. I love this. I love everyone just exploding cards out of their graveyard. Mm -hmm. I love that I get the maximum value because right before I cast it, I can sack my whole board in response and get it all back. Get all my ETBs. Mike, I love this card so much. This is one of those cards that if it, I'm glad that this has suspense. So it's it's a hey, this is a really yeah, powerful. Players know card. it's coming. You all yeah. know what's coming. Prepare yourself. So you better get your board in the graveyard <laughs> right now. But Mike, what if I decide not to cast it? Right. Then your whole board's in the graveyard. What have you done? Suspend <laughs> is weird. Suspend. You can really play with people, can't you? Suspend. You, you, oh, you said that with a little bit too much joy. <laughs> mm, you can hear the smile. There's another one in this cycle, Mike. Mm-hmm. It's a little less common, but it's still in there. Restore balance. Yeah. This one is much, much meaner than any of the others. See? Right? See? Because this is based off of balance. It is. Yeah. But, like, like all things that have a clock, the fact that it's rotated this is a, a long lot longer. Clock. Go ahead and read yeah. Restore Balance. So, for Restore us. Balance is a sorcery with no mana cost. Mm-hmm. Suspend six for a white mana, single white. Each player chooses a number of lands they control equal to the number of lands controlled by the player who controls the fewest, Mm -hmm. then sacrifices the rest. Players sacrifice creatures and discard cards the same way. So, for lands on the field, creatures on the field, and cards in your hand, you look around the table, who has the least number? Let's say Mike has three lands, three creatures... And three cards in hand. Everyone at the table has to go ahead and sacrifice any number over that. So you'll choose three, sack the rest, and discard the rest. If we're talking about suspend six, and I've got three lands and three cards mm-hmm. in hand, and that I've done something very wrong. So at that point, well, you know, like that's it's possible for you to like flash this out with either as foretold or cascade. Oh god, definitely possible. Oh god, um, uh, no. This is based on balance, which is. Ban. Yeah. This is based on a ban card. Now, the other two, Hypergenesis based on Eureka, mm-hmm. it's not banned, but you've probably never seen it because it's $200. Yeah. 
Um, Living End does have a version that sees a lot of play. Living Death. They're the same effect, but it costs uh, one mana extra. And this one is based on balance, which is one and a white for this same effect. And that effect was deemed so devastating by the by the RC that they've banned that card. But this card is legal, Mike, mm-hmm. because it takes six turns to go off. So these are all part of the suspend zero mana cost suspend do something cool and there's and they're copies of a card that already exists yeah so there's the blue one which uh what was it alex that was ancestral vision yeah which you know what uh it's 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 cool legal ancestral recall guess what let's just we'll read it off but we're not going to talk about it ancestral vision is a sorcery no mana cost to spend four for a single blue target player draws three cards that's ancestral recall ancestral recalls banned this card isn't if you'd like that play it we're not talking about it moving on because we have to talk about the wheel of fate here uh yes this is suspend four for one generic and a red uh each player discards their hand then draws seven cards you talk about wheels being wheelie wheelie good um here's another one and (laughs) we could always use more wheels right everybody loves a wheel there's no way for you to take advantage of something where everybody has to discard their hand and then draw seven cards. Well, right? you could prep your hand. You can absolutely do that. Now, the fact yeah. the fact that this is suspend four, so everybody can see it coming. That's the idea. This is the nice version. This is the very nice version. and uh, Everyone's ready when this comes around. Yeah, there's a reason we're talking about this and, and not some of the other wheels <laughs> that exist whenever we do these kind of yeah. sets. I, I, I'm really happy that the, the suspend mechanic exists and that they're coming back in this remaster. Right. It's very, very cool. Um, you know what, though? Maybe I'm sick and tired of all of these people uh, casting suspend spells and doing it uh, on their upkeep and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe I want to shut all of that down, Alex. Is there a way that I could possibly do that in this set? I've got one for you right here, Mike. How about Teferi Mage of Zulfir? Oh, man. I've heard I've heard good things about that guy. Mm. Crazy well, planeswalker this, this is, stuff, right? This is from before he became a planeswalker. Before the spark? Before the spark. Well, he has the spark, but it wasn't ignited yet. Ah, got it. All right. So this is the OG Teferi. Teferi Mage of is two blue, blue, blue. It's five mana. For a legendary creature, human wizard, three, four with flash. And he says, creature cards you own that aren't on the battlefield have flash. Mm -hmm. So you may play creature spells from any zone you can play them from, including your command zone. Uh, any time that they that you could uh, cast an instant, cool. which is any time you have priority, right? But it also has a second clause. Each opponent may cast spells only any time they could cast a sorcery. So that really slows people down. Even if it's an instant, they can only cast it on their turn, on their main phase, when the stack is empty and they have priority. Love it. Even if it's an instant speed spell. See, you say it really slows people down. I'd like to think that this is the... It makes people play fair. Yeah, we're going to play fair. You know what's going to happen? Everybody. Except for you. You don't have to play fair. There's no more counterspells. Everything is just getting cast. Yeah. Well, you can counterspell. I'm not telling anybody that, Alex. Oh, okay. That's Admittedly, you know I, it's it's little for me, none for you. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. It, if it listen, if you're gonna keep trying to corrupt me into the stacks thing, like then I, right. you got to let me lean into it at my well, own pace. Well, Mike, let's talk about playing fair with stacks. This is another uh, card that makes people play fair, right? Sure. How about Lavinia Azorius Renegade? Uh, excuse me, I got to throw up. Go ahead. Mm. What's wrong with Lavinia? <laughs> Lavinia Azorius Renegade, white blue mm-hmm. for a two-two legendary creature, human soldier. 
each opponent can't cast non-creature spells with converted mana cost greater than the number of lands that player controls. So, if you have three lands, you can't cast non-creature spells that are CMC 4 or greater. Sure. Even if you have the mana rocks and the mana sources to pay for it, you're not allowed to, right? Whenever an opponent casts a spell, if no mana was spent to cast it, counter that spell. See. So, pacts, suspended cards, yeah. <laughs> anything that you cast for free from Cascade, it's countered. Lavinia automatically counters it. I don't, I don't dislike Lavinia as much as like most stack things, but I just, it. it she makes you play extremely. She makes fair. you play extremely fair. And my favorite thing to do in Magic is get value. I love value. She is, she is the anti-value. She this says, is the fun police right here. Well, you know what? Then I'm, I'm going to uh, forget Lavinia. I, well, All right, that's I'm fair leaving. Enough. I'm leaving. I want something with more value. So you know what? We're okay. We're going to talk about Gauntlet of Power. All right. Yes, give me the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, as Gauntlet of Power enters the battlefield, choose a color. Creatures of the chosen color get plus one, plus one. Whenever a basic land is tapped for mana of the chosen color, its controller adds an additional one mana of that color. And this is a five generic wow. color, uh, five generic mana artifact. So, I mean, I know everybody can sit there and say, oh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to double all of my mana. We're going to do that. But you know what you could oh, do? Oh, we're going to double everyone's mana. You could double a lot of people's mana. Or you could double everybody's mana but the arch enemy. Or, mm. or, or, this is why we like Gauntlet of Power. Um, heck, somebody got a whole bunch of tokens. <laughs> you know what? They're going to be two twos Pump now. Em. Let's yeah. go. I love Gauntlet of Power. It's a very good This card. is great because, Mike, there are a lot of effects that increase people's mana. Mm -hmm. They're mostly in green and red. Yes. This is one that's available to decks of any color, right. which is fantastic. There's there's not a, there's not, there's not a ton of uh, white mana doublers out there. Mike, this is an expensive boy, Mike. This, now, we don't have a, we don't have a cost for the reprint yet, but prior to the reprint, the original printing of this, $23. It's too much. All right, let's move on. Yep. Uh, um, go ahead. Let's let's talk about uh, some split second effects, right? Let's speed things up. Let's talk about one that we haven't talked about before, and then maybe we can talk about one we have. Let's talk about sudden spoiling. Yeah. Okay. Sudden spoiling is one black black for an instant split second. Remember, as long as the spell's on the stack, players can't cast spells or activated abilities, except the mana ability. It says, until end of turn, creatures target player controls, lose all abilities, and have base power and toughness 0-2. Well, that just shut down the attack, didn't That's it? That's pretty rough. Well, And they can't respond. Well, you say things like shutting down the attack, and you're right. Because this is really good for knocking out somebody's alpha strike. The attack just hit screeching halt. Yeah. You know what also is really, really rough? Mass burn. I was going to say losing all abilities. Yeah, holy cow! You oh, I'm sorry. You're going to combo off on this turn using the, so that no, includes abilities that were added by other effects yep. because this is a layer that applies later in that effect. So even if it has another ability from say an R and a enchantment or uh, something else on the board that's giving it an ability, mm -hmm. it's all gone. It's all gone. Yep. That they it's humility, but it's black. They are they are literally suddenly spoiled. It's a pretty rough card. This is playing competitive formats. So, okay. Sudden Spoiling, competitive, really powerful card. Mm -hmm. Totally understand. Uh, a not competitive card, at least that I can see, 
um, mm-hmm. but should be. We talked about it not too long ago. Uh, Angel's Grace. Yes. Uh, one mana instant. Uh, one mana, one white mana instant uh, with split second as well. You can't lose the game this turn, and your opponents can't win the game this turn. Till end of turn, damage that would reduce your life total to less than one reduces it to one instead. Um, oh, yeah. I mean... One of my favorites. It, it It's... That's such a powerful effect. It, it's it's your ace in the hole, Mike. All win cons shut down. Nope. Bad. Bye. Sorry. Awesome card. So Gauntlet of Power, awesome. You can give you know as long as people are playing in the same colors, you can go ahead and give each other uh, some extra mana, which is great. But what if you want to give everybody the same amount of mana? What if you well, want to give you need everybody the Nintendo stuff? Power Glove, Mike? If only everybody was playing black. Or kind of had the ability to. Oh, so, yeah. well, it's a good thing that they put Urborg, Tomb of Yogmoth, back into the. You don't have to be playing pool. black to play this one. Yeah, this is a famous card uh, for for good reasons. Uh, Legendary land. Each land is a swamp in addition to its other land types. So, this can make things kind of nutty. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, this usually this is something that com- uh, combos with the Cabal Coffers to get. As much mana as you can possibly manage, um, but at the same time, another purpose though. It's a good. It's a good. Just ah, I've got utility lands. I want to fix it. Ah, I want to give everybody. Yeah, we've, we've talked about Ooh. those spell lands: Maze of Ith, Glacial Chasm, uh, the one that you just talked about, Mike. There's quite a few of these effects, and usually the way that people would, you know, take advantage of those maybe with uh, Chromatic Lantern. Chromatic Lantern, yeah. But, but this is another option, and this. This is a reminder, even though the frame is black, even though it says swamp on it, mm-hmm. this card's color identity is colorless. Which is so You can weird. run this in any deck you want. I, I, and then it makes all of your all of everybody's lands now also tap for black, which I think is a very nice effect to have. It is. And at the same time, when we're talking about cards that needed a reprint because we're not we're not talking cheap stuff. What is it right now? It's like 30 bucks. I'd say something around there. Well, hopefully that goes down in the near future here. You know, Mike, there's another land that I think we should talk about. Sure. And this isn't uh, typically in the same kind of area where we talk about Urborg. This is in the set of lands like Strip Mine, like Tectonic Edge. Those are some... These are lands that destroy other lands. Okay. there's no land destruction land better... And more friendly than Field of Ruin. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere mean, and then you went somewhere nice. I feel better. Yeah. Go ahead. Field of Ruin is a land. Tap at a colorless, and it has two tap and sacrifice it. Destroy target non-basic land an opponent controls. Each player searches their library for a basic land card, puts it onto the battlefield, untapped. Now, I say untapped, but I mean that it doesn't say tap. Right. So <laughs> if something that's, taps that's, lands as they come in, you're good. That's Alex but, text. <laughs> yes, Alex text says untapped. What I'm saying is, unless something says it doesn't come in untapped, it does. Mm-hmm. And then they'll shuffle their library. So, wow, you're ramping the whole table. Hot dog, I love it. You're ramping yourself, too, because you're, well, you're not really ramping yeah, yourself. You're but coming out You're fixing it. yourself. Yeah. You're, you're sacrificing this land, and then you're going to go get a basic to fix your colors. And then you're going to give... All the other players at the table that you didn't blow their land up, they're going to get a basic, and they're going to be like, wow, thanks. That was really nice of you. And the other player's like, oh, 
Well, you blew my guy's cradle up, but at least you got me something out of it. That is absolutely not what anybody says when you blow up their guy's cradle, but that's okay. Why did you blow that up? There you go. Um, I'll tell you what. I, I feel bad that it's my turn to bring up the next card here, but uh, I, I mean, if we're talking about lands, I guess we need to go to Magus of the Moon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> two generic and a red for a 2-2 human wizard. This one gets my goat. I don't like these. Uh, that says non-basic lands or mountains. But let's talk about how this how this actually works. Yeah. Mike. Let's talk about this. Yeah. So Blood Moon, right? That's the OG. That's two and a red, non-basic lands or mountains. What does that actually do? Why does that cause all the pain? Because it sounds nice. It sounds like Urborg, right? Sure. It sounds like you're allowing all these lands to tap for red as well as their other colors. But it's, no, it's slow that roll. Line there. <laughs> slow that roll. Because it doesn't say in addition to their other types. And that means a lot here, Mike. Because when... This is very specific. When a land has a basic land type, it has an intrinsic mana ability corresponding with that type. Mm-hmm. If the land has the forest type, it taps for green. doesn't have to say it on the card because it already has it there. Sure. Same for island. Taps for blue. Same for all of the colors. They tap for their respective... Uh, same for all the land types. They tap for their respective color. Right. But when you change a type of a land to be a basic land type, and it doesn't say in addition to its other types, so it wipes all those types away. Something else happens, and that is that that land loses all of the abilities printed on the land. Mm-hmm. So, guy's cradle, no more tapping a, for a bunch of green. It's a really expensive mountain on right. the field. Mezvith, it's a mountain, right? So. That's something that really trips new players up. And this gets really confusing with cards that turn into lands, like a Shia. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of really strange interactions. We're not really going to go into it. But if you have any questions about that, you can feel free to tweet me at Lappermedic or email me at alexaddhrec.com. And we can talk about how uh, Magus of the Moon interacts with those cards. But suffice to say, it's a layered continuous effect interaction, Mike. And it really screws people up because they can only use red mana. And pay for generic and red mana costs. That's it. Except for their artifacts and their creatures, if they have any, that have for mana. This can really hose people. I I don't want to talk about this card anymore. All right. <laughs> it makes me sad. Alec. I don't Alec, like this card either. Alec, but I like to talk about the card. I, that's fair. That's fair. It, it is It is a powerful effect that mm-hmm. needs to be. This is very, very mean. You yep. be careful with this one. Yup. Um, Alex, can, make me feel better. Take me somewhere else. Let's do... By the way, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's mention a couple of classics, sure. right? These are removal effects that pay out a bonus, mm-hmm. right? We talked about Field of Ruin, but we have, we have two spells that do this too. And these have been reprinted. You all know these spells already, but we're just going to gloss over them here because I love them so much, yeah. right, Mike? We got Beast Within. Awesome. Right? Beast Within, two and a green, instant. Destroy target permanent. Its controller makes a 3-3 beast token. Permanent is a Love big it thing. so much. Yeah. Destroy a land. Destroy a creature. Destroy an artifact. Destroy a planeswalker. Destroy a Anything you moon. want. Destroy a Megas of the Moon. <laughs> well, where are you making that green mana from, Mike? Oh, no. <laughs> now, keep that in mind. Uh, with Megas of the Moon on the stack, you can float your green mana. And then as long as they don't push phase, which you're allowed to uh, get priority before they push phase, mm-hmm. you can then cast this. 
Beast Within to remove that spell, even though all of your lands are mountains, the mana in your mana pool all, is not automatically converted to red mana. All, all, all non-basic lands. Right, and you okay. can also have basic forests. Yeah, I, I just I, I I went away from Magus and the Moon for just a second and somehow thought that it had gotten worse. Uh, <laughs> but that's good. Okay, fine. Ah, right. uh, we're recovered. Okay, so, so here's our here's our other one. Yeah, and this is this is one that uh, Mark Rosewater, the the chief designer of Magic, famously says uh, was a full color pie brick and should not have seen print. I could not agree with him more. But I love that man. Let's talk about Path to Exile. Yeah. Path to Exile for a single white mana. It's an instant exile target creature. Its controller may search their library for a basic land card. Put that card onto the battlefield tapped and shuffle their library. Mike, this gets rid of creatures. Yep. And it gives them a land. Or you can exile one of your tokens for one mana and ramp in white. Oh, doggy. Path That's awesome. That's real good. It's a real Path to Exile is a nice spell. That's hey, a everybody. Good spell. This is a PSA. If you're not running Path to Exile in your white deck... You probably should. Do it. It's better than Swords to Plowshares in Commander, I think. That's true. Uh, what else we got? Let's talk about uh, one that we've we've also mentioned this before in uh, in our Commander Legends episode. Mm-hmm. We talked about Avon Mind Sensor. Yeah. Right? This card was originally printed in Future Sight, and now it's back. Avon Mind Sensor 2 and a white. Got uh, Creature Bird Wizard 2-1 with Flash and Flying, so you can play it at instant speed. Mm-hmm. If an opponent would search a library, that player searches the top four cards of that la- player's library instead. Now, if you were nice enough to join us for our uh, spell table uh, paper magic stream that we did last week, mm-hmm. then you would have seen that I had a card in my hand, Wargate, it's a tutor, that I wanted to use, but I was completely unable to use it until the player that had Avon Mind Sensor got knocked out. Because this spell hoses the hell out of tutors. Fetch lands included, Mike. Oh, I was super excited to have uh, my go search for three forests, which turned into... No, you can search the top four cards of your library and hope that you hit yeah, the boy. I whiffed. It was, whiff? it was super good. Super, super, super yeah. good. One more in that, in that group of cards that remove permanence and then give them something back. And maybe this shouldn't be in this color. Nope. That's just my opinion, though. Pondrify yep. is an instant for a single blue. Destroy target creature. It can't be regenerated. Its controller creates a 3-3 green ape creature token. Now, Mike, why does it make a green ape creature token? But that's not my real question, Mike. My real question is, why is this in blue? Are you serious right now? Blue already has bounce and it has counter spells. And then recently acquired exiling, and it's just okay. sick of it. Mike. Let's let's take let's take our two seconds of silence to uh, to be sad for for the color pie. Now, Mike, this path to exile is a color pie break, but not yeah. Pondrify, Apparently, I don't know. Mm. That was our two seconds. All right, let's go ahead. I wasn't and... very silent. Yeah, well, you silent enough. Uh, it's all right. You, it, they're breaking the color ply. You're breaking silence. It's okay. Uh, I want to talk about manifold key. Uh, <laughs> yes, what, we talked about this one. Yep, uh, one generic yeah. for an artifact. Uh, pay one, tap it to untap another art, uh, another target mm-hmm. artifact. Or you can pay three, tap it, and say target creature can't be blocked this turn. That's a lot of adaptability. All um, right. I feel like when you can untap other artifacts with yeah. artifacts. Yeah. It, it, it feels like that's comboing. Feels like you can. This was well. This one is resistant to combos more so than its original Voltaic yes. key. 
Voltaic Key has the first ability, uh, one in tap, but it says untap target artifact. So if you were to use Voltaic Key in combination with Rings of Breadhearth, you could untap Voltaic Key and a Mana Rock to uh, make infinite mana. But this one doesn't let you do that. So you can still combo with it, but not quite as easily. Uh, but the reason why I would run this over Voltaic Key sure. is because of that second ability. Yeah. And I do run this in my Emrakul deck. And my Emrakul deck has a lot of artifacts. It likes the first ability, but it also has an Emrakul in it. Mm-hmm. And Emrakul likes the second ability, unblockable. Yep, That's real nice. But I can also say, hey, you need to get that creature in for uh, damage, but they have blockers. So you're worried it'll die. Let's make that unblockable. Let's get you that trigger. And now we got a political deal, Mike. Oh, it, it absolutely was one of the first ads into the Arden and Jessica deck because nothing could oh, yeah. be happier than, okay, I'm going to going to see that deck, Mike. <laughs> Here's the problem. Just like doing political cards and me not wanting to, you know, run a Zedger deck on Spell Table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's rough. The idea of, okay, here's all the stuff, and basically I kind of have to give them a list of things and put all these cards to the side for them to reference and then attack yeah. each other. I still might do that. Don't get me wrong, because that's how excited I am to play that deck, because it does mm-hmm. stupid stuff. But I really want to do it. And Manifold Key is one of those things where I can soup up the silliest token in the entire world with some nasty stuff and make sure that it connects. Oh, so good. What you got? What you got for us next, buddy? Well, Mike, I have another Playfair card here. Sure. That's Containment Priest. Mm hmm. Containment Priest is the anti flicker, anti reanimation queen for one and a white. Creature Human Cleric, 2-2, with Flash. Yep. If a non-token creature would enter the battlefield and it wasn't cast, exile it instead. It's a good way to get, now, good way to get rid of some stuff. Good way to get rid of some stuff, Mike. Now, this, this is very relevant because there was a change to the magic rules that is relevant for this card. And Mm -hmm. I tweeted about this, but we never did a Judge's Corner about it. So let's talk about it now that it's gotten a reprint. So when in, uh, it was June of 2020, right, that we had the the rules change for commanders where the the replacement effect has been changed. Hopefully everyone knows this by now, but uh, the way that it currently works is that if your commander dies or is put into exile, Mm -hmm. um, it will go to that zone. And then the next time state-based actions are checked, which is right away, you'll have the option to move it from that zone to the command zone. Okay. Um, and then the second part of that rule is that if it, your commander would go to your hand or to your library, you can say, no, it won't ever even go there, but it goes to the command zone instead. Now, this is relevant because the way that it used to work, it's not the way that it currently works, but if your commander was coming from exile back to the battlefield, for example, if you flickered it and it comes back from exile to the battlefield, you didn't cast it. Nope. So it would get exiled. But Mike, it was already in exile. So the way that it used to work was that it wasn't a new instance of being put into exile. So it would just stay in exile forever. And you could never get your commander back, Mike. That was real poopy. We don't like that. So there was a rules change quite recently mm-hmm. where the way that it works now is if a card would be exiled and it's already in exile... It is exiled again, and that gives you another opportunity to prove it, to put, it, put it into the command zone. Okay. Right. So it's a little bit more friendly now. That That's good to hear. That entire explanation 
made my head hurt just a little bit. I'm so sorry. No, it, 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 like I get it. You got you got the point across. Uh, okay. It's just I got to get better at that. No, it's it's it, 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 magic is complicated. So let's talk about something less complicated. Uh, sure. How about Caravac the Merciless? Uh, okay. Five generic. Mike, you're mean today. What's going on? I, listen, we're looking at a at a at a time spiral remaster, and I'm starting to read <laughs> it as time spiral re real sad, re angry. Uh, yes. Uh, five generic, a black and a red for a five four legendary creature, human shaman. Whenever an opponent casts a spell. Caravac the Merciless deals damage equal to that target uh, to that spell's converted mana cost to any target. You're talking about it being kind of like a potentially mean card, mm-hmm. but we had a guest, wink, that actually came out and with with Caravac and saying, you know what? If they cast the spell, they could pick a target. They just can't pick. I like that. I really like that. Yeah, and uh, you know, DJ when he brought this up because it was our politics episode. Holy cow! I'm so glad that this came back out because this thing does some work. Absolutely, Mike. Like, this card has a big reputation for being an extremely mean commander. It's Rakdos. It's constantly just pinging people. Mm -hmm. It's blowing up creatures. It's blowing up planeswalkers. It's reducing your life total. But I really like that idea. I liked it then and I like it now. If they played the spell, they get to point the gun. They just can't point but it at you. they can't point it at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how I run Emrakul sometimes. There you All go. Right. Yeah. What you got for me next, Alex? Well, Mike, you're not being mean enough, so we have to go meaner. Okay. Yeah. Brian Elemental. No! Yeah, this is the Pickles Lock right I'm here. I'm leaving. Right? <laughs> All right, see you later. I'll run the rest of this podcast episode. <laughs> uh, Brian Elemental is... Let's see, he's a lot of play in competitive, let's say that. Mm-hmm. Four blue blue for a creature Elemental. It also has Morph for 5 blue-blue. It's a 5-4. Um, I'm assuming you you know Morph. When Brighton Elemental is turned face up, each opponent skips their next untapped step. Oh, my God. <laughs> so if you're able to repeatedly do this effect, for example, by copying the trigger, mm-hmm. uh, by, you know... Just any other means of locking people Bouncing down. it to your hand, putting it back down Yeah, later, replaying it, yeah, turning it face up, yeah. Um, stopping people from untapping into their untapped step is one of the single most infamous mean effects in Magic. We got Stasis, we got Winter Orb, we got Static Orb, and we got Brian Elemental, Mike. And I guess one of the Don't ways. play this. Yeah. Unless, unless your group is very comfortable with hard locks... Do not play Brian Elemental. But if they are comfortable with it, go crazy, because this card's super powerful. I feel so bad saying the next card, but it synergizes with it. If you want to be able to repeat Brian Elemental, one of the ways you could is by playing Crystal Shard, uh, three generic artifacts. Hey, hey! For three generic and tapping it, or a single blue and tapping it, return target creature to its owner's hand unless its controller pays one. Now, yeah, this could be something... It's like a Radic Portal. Yeah, this this could be something where you're bouncing somebody else's creature back to their hand when they're tapped ah, out. That's not what it's stuff. used for. That's yeah. that's not what you use this for. And you're not paying three. No, you're not. You're this, paying a blue. This, you're paying blue to bounce something unless you pay. And one, you're not paying the and one. You ain't paying one because you're doing it on purpose. <laughs> Hooray! Repeatable bounce. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Wow. This set. This set has slivers in it, too. What's going on with this set? We're not going to talk about slivers, but what I do like about these slivers 
is if you're playing a sliver mirror match, you got to be careful because these are the old school slivers that affect the whole board. All slivers, yeah. So, yeah. oh my gosh, I just thought about like what the actual like doing a draft setting of this of this set. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, okay. So we're looking at some mean stuff. We're looking at some mean stuff. Cool, 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 cool. Alex, what you got? Well, let's talk about how about the extra turn spell. Mm-hmm. That's unlike any other extra turn spell in the game. Walk the Eons. Yeah. Walk the Eons is four blue blue for a sorcery with buyback. And the buyback cost is sacrifice three islands. So as you cast the spell, you may also sacrifice three islands. If you do, when it resolves, you bounce it back to your hand. Mm -hmm. And the effect says target player takes an extra turn. So... This is the kind of extra... Now, there's a lot of extra turn spells, Mike, that do say target player, so you can gift it if you choose to. Sure. But this is the only one where you can gift it and then, then re-gift it. it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's the repeatable. Oh, boy. You be careful giving someone an extra turn. I'm speaking from experience. That is power. Are you Emrakul player? <laughs> yes, Emrakul <laughs> likes to give players extra turns. Mike, do you have a problem with that? Uh, not today. Ugh. I've got a problem with some of the cards I'm looking at, but overall, right. not so much. I'll tell you what, we've talked about some pretty pretty powerful um, things. Some of it super mean, some of it potentially less mean. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk about something that's just about choices. So, Tassiger, the Golden Fang, uh, five generic and a black for a four five human shaman legendary creature with delve. Each card you exile from your graveyard while casting the spell pays for one so oh my word really good way of being able to get it back out this there spell if costs kills it. black is what it costs it costs one mana pretty much uh also has the ability for two generic and then hybrid mana blue green hybrid mana blue green so a total of four mana to put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard then return a non-land card of an opponent's choice from your graveyard to your hand you want to talk politics you want to mm-hmm. talk about making a friend, mm-hmm. and you want to talk about getting advantage while you're doing this. I love it. Ooh. I want to build this deck. Yeah? Yeah. I want to build this deck with the theme of every card involves players choosing. Okay. That's how I want to build it. Now, that's a little bit difficult to build, but yeah. you know, that's we're just keeping that in the it's in the backlog, right. you know. Every card that yeah. you can, because otherwise there's gonna be a certain limit to what you got. But they're going to have choice paralysis. I do like it. I do like it. That would, that might be one that you and I have to test off stream before we play. <laughs> now, Mike, this is this is one of the cheapest commanders yeah. for its value that you'll ever see. Yeah. Mike, this card is under fifty cents. I. So if you're looking for a budget commander option with a lot of fun build avenues, Tassiger. I'm just sitting here trying to understand the, the fact that it. The fact that it makes itself cheaper, and the fact that it, and it can pay for its own commander tax, and it puts cards into the bin that you also yeah. get to get back depending on the deals and the conversations that you have. Plus, you're in blue; you can reduce the cost of that activated ability significantly. And you're in green, so you can ramp at the same time. You're in Sultai, which is the best three-color uh, wedge and/or shard. Don't quote me. I Tasigir is good. And, and, and you know what? At the same time, you can absolutely make this and not make it a mean deck. Mm-hmm. And that is something that 
is limited <laughs> with some of the cards that we talked about. So we've talked like, about yeah. some Roman stuff, and yeah. and I just want to make sure because mm-hmm. we get excited, I get excited, sure. you know, get that evil grin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mean cards are only fun when people are expecting you to play mean, right? right? Don't cram your deck full of super mean cards unless everyone at your pod, at your playgroup, at your local game store is cool with that kind of play. Like, sure, Magus of the Moon in your mono red deck is probably the best card in your entire deck. Mm -hmm. But be careful because... Cards that lock players out of avenues of play can cause feel-bad situations. So here's my recommendation. We've talked about this in a previous episode. If you want to make a mean deck, but mean decks that you can't really slip them by in your LGS because people play nice, why don't you just try at the end of the night say, hey, everybody, why don't we all play our best decks, our meanest decks? Mm -hmm. And then everyone's expecting the feel-bad situation so it doesn't burn as hard. That does help. That does help. Uh, yeah, don't 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 run some of these cards uh, if you're looking yeah. for a lasagna. You, the, you don't want these to be surprises. Yeah, especially not Brian Elemental. Holy moly! No, no, no. Restore balance. Uh, like you got to be careful with some of these. Yeah, and speaking of yeah. lasagna tier, yeah, we we're, we're, we got a special. We're going to do that in the future slash yesterday because time slash is wimbly bimbly yeah. in the podcasting yeah. recording world. Um, but we're super excited to be doing that. We're super excited for this set. Um, Alex, any closing thoughts on the set? Or I mean, you, you, you summed it up pretty well as far as, hey, if yeah. you're going to play some mean stuff, make sure people know. Yeah, I just want to say this is this is a nice set. It's a good reprint set. Um, I'm happy to see so many political and symmetrical and mean cards in it. Mm-hmm. So many good options. Um, it's just, I think that uh, we saw a nice reply on Twitter. We both saw it, Mike. That uh, it was it was our friend that we just played with, Peter from, from Modern White Border, mm-hmm. right? He said that, this set release is nice because everyone has been very civil about it. Nobody's yes. really been vitriolic about like, oh, I can't believe they reprinted that card or, or I can't believe they didn't reprint this card. Everyone's right. just like, everyone's being pretty chill. It's been nice, frankly. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a really good I know I'm, I'm the one out here who's, who wants the good reprints. Yeah. There's some good reprints in here. There is. There is. And yeah. reprints is probably an episode that we should make in the future. Um, I agree, but we should. But it, that I do want to adopt that. Uh, well, not adopt because it's already something that we do for the most part. I think I do want to keep that context in line where it's being civil. Like these are the things that we'd like to see, but it's a complicated game. To There's a lot of it, so we'll do our best. <laughs> All right. So thank you for listening, everybody. Um, mm-hmm. This has been our set review as far as the cards that we're excited about. For Time Spiral Remastered. Uh, if you want to follow us for anything, Alex, where can people find you? You can tweet me at LapperMedic, L-A-P-P-E-R Medic. You can email me directly at Alex at EDHREC.com if you just want to chat. Um, I'm happy to hear from all of you. And Mike, we have a weekly Paper Magic Spell Table yeah. stream on Thursdays now. Yeah, if you... Well, we had our first one. Well, right. It's yeah. from from this point in the future, if you're listening the first in the future. annual. Yes, exactly. The an- no, annual means we're only doing it once, man. The, the first weekly. There we go. Um, if you've enjoyed uh, the conversation, please subscribe and rate the podcast. Just like Alex said, uh, if you want to see us play cards with real life people in the magic community, uh, you, you see can... my hands, not my face. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah. we're there. They can hear us. They, they, we're not, we're not holograms is all I'm saying. Uh, you can join us on Thursday nights on twitch.tv slash 
the Social Contract Pod. Hey, that's us. Uh, last week, we played with DJ Jumbo Commander and Peter that's from so Mono White fun. Border. Uh, DJ Peter, thank you so much. So fun. That was that great. Was and a thank you to all game. our... All our listeners who came out and watched and chatted with us, yeah, that was so much fun. It, it was so much fun that it inspired us to, to want to continue doing yeah. that, Mike. So, uh, and part of that is, we, we talked about it before, but uh, yesterday, slash this week, uh, we're going to be joined by Rachel and Dan from the Commander Sphere podcast. So oh my gosh, we're gonna be, so excited. We're going to be playing some lasagna tier, and I'm Rachel's very excited about that. Uh, yeah. So if you want to buy any of the cards that we've talked about, deck boxes, uh, sleeves, etc., uh, any of the cards that you're going to see on Thursday, you can support us by going to bit.ly slash EDH underscore social. If you have any questions or comments for us, follow us on Twitter at EDH underscore social or email us at the social contract EDH at gmail.com. Very excited to play this game. Very excited for this set. Very excited to talk to you all soon. <laughs>